This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome, everybody, to Dragon Quest FM, where we talk about and obsess over Dragon Quest. This is a special Valentine's Day episode, so we wanted to take a moment and just kind of discuss our top reasons for loving Dragon Quest. It's something I did on my blog last year to commemorate Valentine's Day, and it seemed like a good time to put it on the podcast. So BJ is out sick and voiceless, and since it's a Valentine's Day special, I decided to invite my valentine on to the show today oh you can say all if you would like <laughs> <laughs> i'm talking about my wife uh grace of course so say hello grace hi everybody uh this valentine's day uh it's especially cool because we uh, have your story to watch on netflix with that special someone we're pre-recording this so grace and i have not watched your story yet uh because uh today is like wednesday and it comes out on Thursday, so we haven't watched it yet, but uh, next week we plan on doing a show on that, uh, but for now we just want to give people more time to watch it before we do a full episode, and hopefully BJ will be back next week as well. So we're going to count down the reasons why we love Dragon Quest. Now, reason number 10. Reason 10. We'll do that every single time. Okay, sounds good. Okay. <laughs> uh, reason 10 is... Uh, is the monsters. So Dragon Quest, it's a series known for its enemies. Even Grace, remember Grace? She uh, hasn't really played Dragon Quest too much. She's messed around the casinos a bit. But even though she hasn't played any of the games, you know some of the monsters, right? Uh, yeah, Blue Slime. Yeah, you know the Blue know Slime. The slime. Yeah, that's my, and so that's kind of my point, is the Blue Slime, it, it's iconic. You know, it's a mascot for the entire series. Uh, it's... You know, it's like Chocobos in Final Fantasy, Pikachu in Pokemon. You know, Dragon Quest uh, monsters are equally memorable. You can't think of Dragon Quest, at least I can't think of Dragon Quest, without thinking about like golems and drakies, metal slimes, creatures like that. And the enemies, there's definitely been some new ones, but the enemies, they really haven't changed that much uh, in like 30 years. You know, the blue slime has pretty much always been the first enemy that you encounter in any games for the last like 30 some odd years. And I get, and really, I mean, the main reason for that is that they're just, they're really good monsters, you know, that they're really good designs. Uh, it's memorable. Uh, they're kind of wacky. Most of them have uh, names based on puns, uh, like the Crabber Dabber Doo. Um, it's a crab. <laughs> Crabber Dabber Doo. <laughs> I'm making crab hands right now. <laughs> I know this is a podcast. It's really smart. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but you know, crab hands. Crab or dabber do. Uh, and, uh, you know, if you don't, I kind of giggle from time to time as I'm reading an enemy's name uh, in Dragon Quest. Uh, and so uh, other people, we asked on Twitter, you know, why people love Dragon Quest. And we got lots of good responses. And other people seem to agree with us that monsters were a good reason to love the series. 
um, at Jigglyclops on Twitter said that they love the monsters. Uh, G Castellini said the slimes. So slimes are monsters. So they agree with us. The monsters are an awesome, memorable part of Dragon Quest. So reason nine. You're supposed to go, reason nine. Reason nine. There we go. (laughs) I'll do better next time. (laughs) Uh, Reason nine, uh, the towns. Let's talk about the towns. The towns in a Dragon Quest game, they're always interesting. You know, one of the highlights in in, like any of the games is that each town you visit, it kind of has its own unique storyline. It has its own characters, has its own like vibe, even culture in some cases, even way of talking, you know, whether everybody in town has like a weird Scottish accent or everybody in the town speaks in haikus. There's just there, each town kind of feels unique. And uh, and in a lot of the games in each town, there's kind of problems to solve, right? You go to this town, you solve this like self-contained problem within that town, and then you you move on. There's lots of different things, you know. Maybe there's a village that's being possessed by like the demon king. Maybe everybody's turned to stone. Uh, maybe there's like this love triangle, and and only our heroes can solve this love triangle, and you know, hopefully everything ends up happily. Uh, maybe there's like a love story between a mermaid and a human, which actually happens mm-hmm. in Dragon Quest more than once. I know it piqued your interest. In Grace is like, ooh, mermaid love. <laughs> um, so. Um, so, you know, there's pretty uh, distinctive, interesting things uh, in these towns. And one of the mainstays of the series is having towns to visit uh, that have their own problems and cultures and, you know, languages and accents. And, you know, Dragon Quest Seven, it does it so often, it's almost a borderline complex. There's like all these towns, each one you go to. Um, I mean, and that game is super long. You know, that whole game is just really going from town to town and solving like NPCs problems. I think Dragon Quest XI, uh, you know, the, the newest game uh, for the mainline series, XI-S, which a lot of people have played, I think it does it, like, just to perfection, really. Like, each town, it's huge. Every town you go to, it feels just massive. It feels unique. There's this own culture around it uh, from, you know, the art, the architecture of the buildings. I mean, you know, Phenomenon, comparing Phenomenon to, like, Heliodor, you have, like, this very, you know, Asian, almost like uh, design, Japanese design and phenomenon. And then you have, you know, you have the French all girls school that's just down the road from that. And then you go all the way back to Heliodor, which is very much like that middle English, you know, kind of high fantasy kingdom. And so, and each town, you know, kind of does that in 11 and really all Dragon Quest games uh, kind of do that. Next up is reason number eight. Reason eight. <laughs> and that is the combat. Uh, so, uh, you know, I've heard people complain that Dragon Quest doesn't ever change uh, its combat. And, you know, that turn-based combat is boring, blah, 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 blah. But I just, I strongly disagree uh, with that whole thing. Um, I mean, I think the combat in Dragon Quest is amazing. I think it hasn't changed because it was so awesome to begin with. And even though it does get tweaked just a little bit from game to game, it mostly stays the same. You know, it's always turn-based. The abilities and spells, uh, you know, are the same uh, from one entry to the next. And it's nice because you only have to learn the spells once when you're playing this game. If I'm playing Dragon Quest Two on the Switch, then Dragon Quest Eleven on the PS4, uh, you know, I 
it's cool that I know, you know, Zoom is going to teleport me to other places. Uh, other JRPG series, which shall not be named, where, you know, from entry to entry, they kind of change up what everything is, you know? So it's like burn, blaze, fire, scorch, flames, whatever. It's like just all the same fireball spell, but they call it something different in every game. And Dragon Quest doesn't do that, which is really nice. One thing I also appreciate about the con- combat in Dragon Quest games is the tactics, the AI that you can set. The AI the AI does the fighting for you, and you can still have some control over it. So you can set it to show no mercy, focus on healing, all of that kind of stuff. If you get in a fight with a powerful monster, uh, you know, that's super threatening, you can even take over control and, you know, micromanage all your party. Or you can just, you know, let the AI do it for you. And in most of the Dragon Quest games, I've had really good luck uh, having the AI play for me i usually control the hero and have the ai control everybody else and that's how i've played most pretty much the zenithia trilogy on the ds and it's how i played most of seven and eight and nine and eleven so you know pretty much every dragon quest game i've taken advantage of the tactics and uh you know and as for the turn-based combat it's awesome uh, you know, I really think it hasn't changed much because it's just so good. Um, and, you know, personally, I much prefer turn-based combat to, uh, you know, more action-style RPG anyway. Which brings us to number seven. Reason number seven. Reason seven. Is the people. <laughs> the people in Dragon Quest, uh, they're even wackier than the monsters. Almost every NPC you talk to has their own personal quirk weird backstory, uh, just like some random eccentricity. Uh, in Dragon Quest Seven, for example, uh, you run into a dude who's just peeing in a corner and there's no reason for it. You talk to him and he's just like, hey, I'm peeing in a corner. And then that's exactly what he's doing. It has nothing to do with the overall story. Uh, but, you know, it's still kind of kind of silly. In Dragon Quest Three, and it's repeated in Dragon Quest Eleven, uh, you get... This strong, muscly dad who's willing to perform Puff Puff. What is Puff Puff? It's mysterious. It maybe is explicit. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but there is a dad who is willing to perform Puff Puff on our hero with the lights out. And uh, so... I'm going to go ahead and say that definitely. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's putting on makeup, Grace. Uh-huh. In every uh, Dragon Quest game I've played, there seems to be at least one random NPC doing something weird uh, for no reason at all. Another one of my favorites also occurs in Dragon Quest VII, uh, which is where you <laughs> you get to a town and there's one of these tough guys and he's uh, chasing all the maids around. There's people in maids outfits and you talk to one of the NPCs and she even tells you, she says, don't mind the boss, he just likes... Uh, dressing up like a street tough and chasing the maids around. Um, and it has nothing to do with the story or anything else. It's just weird, uh, quirky, wacky characters. And, uh, you know, so I think the people that inhabit these Dragon Quest games uh, are really, uh, you know, they're quirky, unique, and fun. And uh, you just, you gotta love them. Now we're going to continue our discussion a countdown of the reasons we love Dragon Quest here in a moment. Uh, but first, we want to go ahead and jump into that s- section of the show we like to call shameless self-promotion. And since BJ isn't here to 
sing an impromptu wacky song about shameless self-promotion. I'm going to let Grace sing her own shameless self-promotion song. Well, we're... (laughs) I I don't have one, sorry. (laughs) Shameless self-promotion. That's pretty good. That was actually better than half the ones DJ <laughs> comes up with. Uh, so during the shameless self-promotion, we just want to uh, remind everybody that we do have our Patreon page. You can go to patreon.com slash FM and become one of our patrons. Uh, for $3, you get a sticker. For uh, $10, you can even pick your own episode. Uh, we have all sorts of uh, fun stuff that you get out of that. Also, any of our patrons, doesn't matter if you're a $3 patron or a $50 patron, you're automatically entered each month to win a $10 gift card of your choosing, whether it's the eShop, whether it's PlayStation, or whether it is um, Xbox, Microsoft. So uh, so anybody is entered to win. If you're a $10 uh, tier or higher, then you get two entries each month. Uh, we've already had two winners so far uh, this year in 2020. So uh, if you want to join our Patreon, we would really appreciate uh, the support. Uh, also, during the Community Spotlight segment, I just want to bring uh, up Big Shark Gaming on YouTube. Uh, you should definitely check out their Dragon Quest Monsters Joker videos. Uh, I started playing Dragon Quest Monsters Joker a while back. We actually did an intro episode on it. Um, I kind of shelved the game for now. Uh, and I've watched some of their videos to see some of the content I didn't quite get to yet, but it was just like on the horizon. I didn't like, you know, watch the very end because I want to get to the ending myself. But I did watch that and I encourage you guys uh, to check them out on YouTube and watch some of their videos. So now back to the episode. Let's uh, start things right off with reason number six. Reason six. Uh, we got to talk about the art. So uh, other people agreed uh, online that the art was a reason to love Dragon Quest. We have Robofet64, Game of the Sky, said the designs of things like monsters, characters, were the reasons they loved Dragon Quest so much. And, uh, and I agree with them. You know, I love looking at art books for my favorite movies, uh, video games, and Dragon Quest is, has to be one of my favorites. Uh, the art of Dragon Quest is distinct. It's beautiful. Akira Toriyama has designed the characters. He's defined the art style since the very first Dragon Quest game in 1986. He's, you know, he's designed the characters, the monsters, just and he's really set the tone uh, for these games. So if you're a Toriyama fan, then, you know, you're going to love Dragon Quest. And if you're listening to this podcast, you probably already love Dragon Quest. Uh, but either way, the art is a huge reason to love uh, this series. Um, I said last year uh, when I was writing a blog post that this episode is kind of based on, uh, I said that I was disappointed in kind of the lack of art books uh, for this series because at the time I could only find one in English, uh, Dragon Quest Illustrations, uh, and the rest are in Japanese. Now we did get a few more art books. They're still in Japanese. I have the one for Dragon Quest Eleven that recently came out earlier this year. You know, the artwork is beautiful. Love it so much. It's all in Japanese. Don't know what any of the words say off to the side of the pictures, but all the illustrations uh, look really nice. Uh, I even collect the strategy guides just so I can have those extra snippets uh, of artwork. Uh, If I'm not playing a Dragon Quest game, uh, there's a good chance that I'm looking at Dragon Quest art. And that's not even like a line I'm feeding you guys. Like, it's really true. Like, how many times have you seen me 
just sitting with a Dragon Quest book. Literally, all he does is Dragon Quest. <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. All he does is Dragon Quest. He it, parents our children sometimes. <laughs> and then the rest of the time, he's doing Dragon Quest. Is Dragon Quest, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so the art is another huge reason why uh, we love Dragon Quest. Then next up, we have to go to reason number five. Reason five. And that, of course, is the history um, so don't don't fall asleep here at the word history. I can hear some people like mimicking snoring sounds because they're like history, ugh, boring. But don't Dragon Quest. Uh, you know, it's done more for the JRPG genre than probably any other series. Um, I would say if you have a favorite combat system, storyline, JRPG mechanic, uh, you know, a JRPG trope, the chances are Dragon Quest did it first or at least did it close enough at the beginning and kind of perfected it that they inspired lots of other people um, to do it. Um, whether you're talking about, you know, franchise like Final Fantasy, uh, Shin Megami Tensei, Pokemon. Uh, I mean, there's just, uh, you know, so much uh, influence uh, in other RPG series. Uh, so, uh, you know, I'm not trying to start like some geeked out franchise war or anything like that. Uh, I'm just trying to stress like how innovative and important Dragon Quest is to an entire series of games. I mean, you also have to look at in terms of history, not just necessarily all the gameplay mechanics and everything, but you know, going back to the art, the Toriyama art and kind of the that look for what what does a JRPG really look like? You also have to discuss the music. Uh, you know, a few people uh, online uh, said the music was their favorite part. Of Dragon Quest, and I love the music. I've been a big defender of Dragon Quest music because um, I really, I mean, I even like the music in Eleven. People complained about the music in Dragon Quest Eleven, but I still love it. And so, uh, you know, the music was there. You know, that had that orchestral soundtrack. It was kind of uh, unexpected uh, for the time. And then, you know, you have this kind of like classical orchestral music going on uh, with Dragon Quest games. And so, uh, you know, uh, and that definitely set the tone for later JRPGs as well. So uh, next up, uh, history, art, that was all kind of highbrow stuff. But let's go to reason number four. Reason four. Which is Grace's favorite. My favorite. <laughs> it is the casinos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> so I hate casinos uh, or gambling in minigames. Uh, the Gold Saucer in Final Fantasy VII. It's like one of the few things I hate about that game. Like I cannot get out of the gold saucer uh, fast enough. The casino in Nino Kuni, Wrath of the White Witch, it looks really cool with all the ghosts and skeleton people, the skeleton people walking around, but I don't need it. I mean, you know, I walk through there, um, you know, once and then I never really come back. Uh, one of the few exceptions I can think of is I really like Tetra Master in Final Fantasy IX. Uh, you know, I could play the crap out of some Tetra Master, but... Then you have the casinos in Dragon Quest. Almost all the Dragon Quest games uh, have casinos. Some of the games even have you know more than one uh, casino. And for some reason, I don't mind them uh, in this uh, series. And I can't really explain why I don't mind it in Dragon Quest. Um, maybe it's because you, it doesn't seem like you have to grind as much. It seems kind of like the it's rigged more in your favor. You can win uh, quite often. And... Even Grace, who is a gambling addict. What? <laughs> By the way, we've talked about on the show. I know you haven't, probably haven't listened, 
but uh, like last week, maybe even uh, we were talking about uh, going to the casino and the time that you got Naomi on the carpet. So that sounds worse than it was. (laughs) (laughs) But I will say I'm not a gamer at all, but this was pretty fun in this game. So you played roulette. Yeah. And you did the slots, the little slime. Yeah. Uh, the slot machine. It's fun. Yeah, you you like it. It's a thrill. Like you sat down and you played yeah, it for, played a, long it for time. a little while. Yeah. Um, and we had a pretty good time. Do you remember hitting the jackpot? Yeah. Do you remember dancing around the well, living yeah. room? <laughs> when you hit the jackpot, you got to do a little dance at least. <laughs> uh, so, so we had a good time uh, with uh, the casino, especially in 11, hitting the jackpot, memorable time. And, and, and like I said, maybe the biggest reason why I don't mind it is because I'm not required uh, in most of these games, I'm not required to play it to advance the story. You know, I might need to do it for some side quests. Might want it to do it if I want some like good gear. Uh, but it's not like in Final Fantasy VII, for example, where I have to like play inside of a casino for like an hour through the story before I can really like progress. Some Dragon Quest games that you you might not even find the casino unless you like go down the right well or like walk into the right building. You might like never even realize that there's a casino in this Dragon Quest game. If you do find the casino, you can usually have a really good time, uh, you know, playing with it. Uh, and uh, and like like we said, playing roulette, Dragon Quest Eleven, uh, highly recommend. Yes, two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Four thumbs up because there's two of us. We have four yeah. thumbs. Um, so so yeah. So that wraps up reason number four, uh, and then now we're at reason number three. Reason three, which is the weirdness. Uh, Dragon Quest is weird, right? I mean, if you've been listening to this episode, you know Dragon Quest is weird. I love weird things. If I say something's weird, it's like the probably the best compliment uh, I can give it. You know, I, I married Grace because she's weird, you guys. Like, she's a weirdo. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's here's proof that she was, that she's a weirdo. One time, when we were in college together, uh, she acted like a goblin for an entire day because I thought it was hilarious. Do you remember that? I honestly don't remember You, like, that. hunched your and back and you put <laughs> your arms up? I mean, it probably happened. I probably did weirder stuff. Yeah, she pushes her nose up. Yeah. And in a deep voice pretends to be Mr. Orky. She, she really likes it, you guys, which maybe makes him the wait, weird one. Wait, do the, do the Mr. Orky impression. I'm Mr. Orky. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny to not, other people. <laughs> it's not funny to other people. But she does an impression of the of one of the orcs from Lord of the Rings, and she calls it Mr. Orky. Because we, don't, because, <laughs> because we don't know the name of the orc. It's the orc <laughs> that kills Boromir in Fellowship of the Ring. He talks about smelling man flesh. Mm, man flesh, right? Yeah. Mr. Orky. Anyway. I'm actually really cool, you guys. <laughs> uh, you know, BJ is my best friend, and he's a weirdo. If you've listened to this show, yeah, you know he's a weirdo. Uh, last year for his birthday, he unironically had a rainbow unicorn cake. He turned 36. He paid an absurd <laughs> amount of money he like, for this rainbow He paid like $150 for a rainbow <laughs> unicorn cookie cake on his 36th birthday. And we all just birthday. sat at the table... All four of us together. <laughs> and ate it. And ate it. <laughs> no kids were around. It was just me, Grace, BJ, and his wife, Jennifer. It was fun. 
Either way, BJ's my best friend. He's a weirdo. He is a weirdo. I love Grace. She's my wife. She's beautiful. She's funny, but she's super weird. Uh, and my favorite game in the series is Dragon Quest, and it is weird. Um, if you, uh, you know, heard us talking a few minutes ago about the enemies and the towns and the, the people that inhabit these worlds, uh, you know it's weird. Uh, one of the things that I think is just hilarious is actually in Dragon Quest III, uh, there is even a town. You walk in, you talk to an NPC, and he says something about how he uh, his horse is good, but it does not talk, and he wished his horse would talk like some horses do. And then if you go like just a few inches over on the screen there, you can find a horse, and if you talk to him, he's like, why, howdy there, I'm Ed the talking horse. Which I assume is like a callback to Mr. Ed, the uh, the show. Do you remember Mr. Ed? No. It's like a black and white TV show. No. It's like a talking horse. No. Ed. I'm not old. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, I I watched it like at my grandma and grandpa's house. Actually. Do you remember that? I think I had to watch that one time. Mr. Ed, you had to watch it. You were forced. Some class. (laughs) You were punished. So So a write-off that made you watch Mr. Ed in like seventh grade. But my point is, uh, you know, there's weird things happening in here. Does it have anything to do with the story? Uh, Nope. Anything to do with the town? Not really. Um, Does Ed tell you something real nice? Kind of. Um, And I mean, it's just there because Dragon Quest games, they're weird. Uh, you know everything uh, in Dragon Quest games uh, are weird. You know it's not afraid. They don't take themselves too seriously. Like they're okay with having like silly, funny things uh, happening uh, in them. And then uh, we have reason number two. Reason two, uh, which is the characters. Multiple people on Twitter uh, seem to agree with me that characters are one of the reasons to love Dragon Quest, uh, because people like L ninety nine and a Metroid and Mister Alarm named either specific characters or characters overall as their reasons for loving uh, Dragon Quest, and I'm right there with them. You know the characters, the playable characters, uh, especially that you have, are really memorable. And I always enjoy finding good characters uh, in video games. Uh, you know, some of my favorites are like Vivi in Final Fantasy IX. Vivi, you know, the Black Mage. Uh, you have Joel and Ellie in The Last of Us. Uh, you have, you know, Roland and Nino Kuni too. Uh, they're all good examples of characters uh, that I've loved. They felt real to me. Um, they almost felt like friends, you know, as I was uh, playing along. And I legitimately cared about what happened to them and dragon quest definitely has its own share of memorable characters uh you have uh silvando from dragon quest 11 he's undoubtedly my favorite from any of the games uh but i've really enjoyed every playable character in the games i, I still don't really like maribel's personality very much uh even though you know i played her as a sage and druid uh and uh you know i even uh, kind of compiled a list of dragon quest characters uh, a while back that I think we put on the DQFM uh, Twitter page at some point recently. Uh, so anyway, so you guys can check that out if you want to see the memorable characters uh, for uh, yourselves. So that was number two. So now we have finally reached reason number one. Reason one! <laughs> <laughs> and that is uh, the fun. Dragon Quest games are fun. And so many people uh, seem to 
agree with me. You know, folks like Summerwind, Fem Trooper, uh, Ultimate Chimera all said similar things to us on Twitter. Uh, they said that Dragon Quest was fun. They said it felt like coming home. You know, it's familiar. It feels comfortable. And I think fun is a big part of that. And very rarely am I stressed out while playing a Dragon Quest game. You know, Dragon Quest Two it definitely uh, stressed me out a few times, <laughs> and uh, you know, met some stressful things in like Dragon Quest Seven, uh, for instance. Dragon Quest Eight, like different Dragon Quest games, definitely had some stressful moments, but it wasn't like this super serious story where I was like really bummed out and depressed about everything that's going on in this world. You know, with the Dragon Quest games, there's usually fun vibrant colors to look at everything looks kind of pretty and cartoony and uh you know like i said earlier it doesn't take itself too seriously and you know and the fun has uh, a big you know part of that and i tend to play these games in the evenings right yes every evening every evening uh you know we wait for the kids to go to sleep i'm winding down for the day dragon quest is just a great way to chill out uh you know relax after the stresses uh, of the day uh you know like grace maybe sitting down watching like what gray's anatomy yep (laughs) right yeah i mean mean, gray's anatomy and i'm playing dragon quest beside you on a ds or something yeah uh, so a lot of these games, uh, you know, I've played, uh, you know, the first three uh, I played originally on my phone and then I, I've since gotten them on the Switch. I play them on my 2DS, play them on the Switch, you know, I usually play them, uh, you know, an hour or two before bedtime. If I get into a really intense part or just get carried away, maybe I'll play them for, you know, four or five hours before bedtime. Who knows? But they're definitely a way uh, to kind of wind down. And it's not that they aren't exciting, because they definitely are. They definitely have exciting moments. Uh, it's just that there's something about these games that feel really relaxing. It's like comforting. It's comforting. Yeah, it's like comfort food, mm-hmm. right? We ate at Cracker Barrel the other day. Mm. It's good food. Grace and I are both from Tennessee. We don't live in Tennessee anymore. So now Cracker Barrel is like the closest thing we get to like Tennessee food, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so we try. Plus, like the food is really cheap. It's, it is. You can eat like three meals for $4. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's super cheap and it reminds us of the food we had when we were kids. You know, and so Dragon Quest is kind of like the equivalent of that, I guess. It's like comfort food. Um, it's that familiar familiarity uh, and, and the humor, the laid back atmosphere that it all has. Um, it's really enjoyable. And it is like, uh, you know, it is like coming home to kind of uh, borrow Ultimate Chimera's uh, term for it there, it does feel like coming home. You know, even when the world is ending inside of a Dragon Quest game, uh, it never loses that fun sense of, of adventure and its upbeat spirit. And that's one thing that I just really appreciate about Dragon Quest is just how fun and upbeat, you know, all the games are. They're very enjoyable. The replay value on them uh, is really high because of all of those things. So, uh, so to recap, those are kind of our, our 10 reasons, uh, for loving Dragon Quest. I say our, even though Grace didn't, uh, (laughs) compile this list. She just trusts me. She's filling in for BJ kind of last minute. Uh, Um, thanks for joining me, by the way. Yeah. It's Valentine's Day. Yeah. So this is kind of like a nice Valentine's Day. Yeah. Thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, now I don't have to get you flowers. Well. <laughs> because you got on the podcast, right? I want succulents. <laughs> <That's> succulents. 
Those are like the little plants, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. How do you want succulents? They're really cute, like the little tiny ones. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, I'm trying to become a plant lady. You're a plant lady? Okay. Well, I got uh, my um bamboo plant. That's true. And it's not dead yet. Neither one it's of us have killed it. It's not dead yet, and I've had it for like at least three weeks. So it's yeah. looking pretty good. <laughs> it's looking pretty good. Uh, so. Uh, so our reasons, we had the monsters, the towns, combat, people, art, the history, casinos, the weirdness, the characters, and just the fun uh, we have with it. So be sure to let us know if you agree or disagree uh, with these reasons or the rankings uh, that we gave them. Remember, you can find us on Twitter at DragonQuestFM. Uh, you can also... Uh, leave us a voice message if you want to. You can head over to our Anchor page to do that. Uh, that is at anchor.com slash DragonQuestFM. Or you can visit our website. That is at DragonQuest.FM. And since it's Valentine's Day, if you want to like spread the love, make sure you leave a review for our podcast. If you love our podcast, then please uh, just take you know two seconds uh, to leave a nice, uh, you know, hopefully five-star uh, review because, you know, it really helps us out and uh, helps spread the word about our podcast. Uh, so happy Valentine's Day, everybody. And we hope you guys have, you know, great Valentine's Day and also enjoy the Dragon Quest, your story movie uh, that is out on Netflix now, right? Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Bye, everybody.